Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Talking About Films podcast. My name is Ian Sargentson. And my name's Luke Taylor and it is great to be with you to just talk about films. And we have got some films to talk about today. Um, we are going to be delving into um, the new James Bond film and then... This week, we're probably going to have two podcasts. We'll do Ghostbusters on a separate one. And uh, really excited to talk about both films because we have opinions. Yeah. So today we are just talking, well, not just, we'll talk about what we're seeing. And then we're just talking about James Bond, No Time to Die. But we need to say at this point that if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, then you need to stop listening or watching now because there's going to be so many spoilers not now. You can keep us. You can keep with us until we've t- until we get to it. Oh yeah, you can if you want. But I would. Oh, you. I'd stop it and s- just <laughs> take the risk away and save it for once you've seen it, and then then plays and see whether you agree <laughs> with what we're saying. Yes. But it will be full of spoilers when we get to the part where we talk about no time to die. Yes, it will. We will be going into the end of the film, and we will be doing the same next time as well with Ghostbusters as well. So yeah. we'll be sure before we do it, we will highlight that we're about to start talking about it. Yeah, just just so you're aware. Brilliant. Well, apart from No Time to Die, what else have you seen this weekend? So I think the last thing I talked to you about was Shooter on it. I think that was the last yes. one. So I've since then I've seen uh, I watched Playing with Fire. Um, is that the one with the firemen? Yeah, they're, they're, well, they're smoke jumpers. They make that um, they make that differentiation in the film. Um, but yeah, it's John Cena. So. Um, it just, it's one of them ones that's been on Sky. Um, you're scrolling through and you see it a few times. I was just looking for something that didn't need a lot of engagement, that might raise a few laughs and was a bit of a feel good film, really. Um, that's what I was looking for. And ultimately, that's what I got. You know, a bit like sometimes you get surprised. There's a lot of films that are the same like that, but sometimes you get surprised, like with Daddy Daycare or other things like that. So I was looking for hopefully something in a better end, and it was all right. I enjoyed it to a degree. You know exactly what you're going to get. It's not going to win many awards. It's not going to be the most memorable thing, but it was good. I think John Cena played his part well. Do you know what I mean? Um, serious, yeah, a bit funny. Um, the situation was funny. So basically it's about these smoke jumpers that jump into these horrendous forest fires and stuff, and they save these three kids um, and they have to look after them until their parents come. Um, so it was the shenanigans that these kids get up to, and it's there was, a bunch there of was men a, not not very good at looking after kids. Yeah, because uh, it, it, particularly the main character John Cena is a big, rough, tough um, smoke jumper firefighter who just um, that's all he wants to do. Doesn't not really good at um, social situations. Not really good with people. He's just so career driven. So. There's some funny things in it, as you can imagine, but it does have heart. There's, there's a good story at the heart of it. There's um, about people, there's a good human element to it. So I say it's not too deep. It's not going to, you know, be like, oh, wow, this is a great piece of filmmaking. But it passes the time and it's got a good message in it. Um, and there is some funny bits. That's one of those ones we saw the trailer, because I think Cineworld were doing a preview screening of it. And we watched the trailer and thought, nah, we'll give it a miss. But uh, have we missed out then? Well, it depends what you want. It, it, it's got a bit of film. It's got, you know, if I'm looking for a film to watch and I'm like, oh, I really want to watch a film that's going to be deep and I'm going to be engaged. This is not what it is. But sometimes, I don't know if you ever get like, you just want something on that is a bit of a chuckle that you haven't seen 
um, that that doesn't take a lot of cognitive engagement, and that's what it was. Um, so it, it is what it is. It's a bit like was it the Rock in the Pacifier or other ones like that that um, go the same. Just any wrestler, basically, isn't it? The ones with wrestlers and, and must be a genre. Um, so yeah, it was okay. Um, okay. And then I watched Free Guy. So I wasn't um, ah. Ryan Reynolds. Which I wasn't sure what to think. I'd seen mixed reviews um, about it, um, but I, I think I really enjoyed it. I think I did really enjoy it. You yeah, can't like, claim it's good, but it was enjoyable. If that makes yeah. sense. I enjoyed it, and again, I think there was a strong message throughout it. There was, I had a lot of sermon illustrations from it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so that even from that point of view, it was beneficial. It was yeah about identity and who we are and what makes us. So there was lots of good things. So I enjoyed aspects of it. Um, it, it, it was thought provoking. I think. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I like Taika Waititi's performance in that. It is just yeah. bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, and he does it well. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I thought it was good. I thought it was as I said, thought provoking, raised a lot of questions. Um, it was there was a slight social commentary to it. So, so yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds. He, he's I think I was going to say he's one dimensional. I don't think he is. He plays a lot of similar characters. So maybe he is. But when I see him interviewed and stuff in real life, he's kind of very similar to the characters he plays. <laughs> he is kind of funny and lighthearted and charismatic. And, you know, so whether it's Deadpool or, or this character or himself or the, the owner of Wrexham Football Club, but he just seems very uh, similar. So I, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. It's uh, it's one of those ones. I, I, I enjoyed it when I saw it and I came out and pretty much forgot everything that happened in it. But, you know, I enjoyed it while I was watching it. Yeah, and then the next two films I've watched are the ones we're going to talk about in the next two episodes. So there's James Bond, No Time Today. I finally got around to seeing that mm-hmm. after a bit of a delay. Um, I won't say anything else. I largely enjoyed it, um, and beyond that, we'll talk it. We'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. Um, same, and then Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're going to do a whole episode on that. I, I think I tweeted about that. I, I didn't know how I felt initially mm. because. The expectation's so high because it's Ghostbusters. So and it's a new one and the trailer looked so good. The expectation was so high. So it was kind of it wasn't it wasn't a level playing field for it really. But I loved a lot about it, loved certain aspects, some that not so much, but we'll get into them. But overall, I was really pleased with it. Yeah, I'll keep my thoughts as well for that one until we uh, we do the whole episode on it. Um, but by and large, I enjoyed it. I think the critics have been, to be honest, a bit mean. Yeah, I mean, it depends which critics. I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. That I don't really pay that much attention to critics. So when I go on IMDb or whatever, you go to user reviews rather than critic reviews because like with anything now, and maybe we can talk about this one week actually, that I think, particularly with social media, um, the advance of social media, that if you comment on anything, controversy gets you more interest yeah yeah you know, it's i like wonder as well bait. whether it's a backlash against the backlash of yeah. the other ghostbuster film yeah so it was like well we didn't like that one and um but then the people who you know have since come to defend that one and now saying but so this is what you wanted well we yeah. don't like this you know I, I don't i don't know if there's anything in in that but no but it's but that's what i'm saying it's like 
sometimes it's the same with sport. If you get talk sport or talk radio generally, what they'll do is throw out a controversial statement and then they get more engagement. Mm. Newspapers do it, so people do sensationalism. So I think some critics try too hard to be controversial. Yeah. Like, oh, I really like this film or I didn't like this. Or... So Mark Commode, really, I find, I listen, I watch his reviews, but I don't, I find myself agreeing with a lot of them. Mm. Um, I like, you know, others like Stuckman or some of the American ones. But so come on, but I listen because he always got valid points. But he was one of the ones you're talking about. He he was unhappy with the the treatment of the 2016 Ghostbusters. So it's almost like he wanted to push back against this one, mm. which was neither wasn't really a fair thing. But I don't know because he said there was an and because people didn't like the 2016 Ghostbusters because it was too walk. I did not like it because it was too walk. No, I like same it was rubbish. I, I, I didn't like it because of the, I, the tone of it to me was not what I wanted from Ghostbusters. No, it was, it was too, too silly. It was too silly. Yeah. It was bizarrely, it was it was too, it played it leaned too much into the comedy side of it. Yeah. Whereas Ghostbusters is a comedy, absolutely, but everybody in it's taken it seriously, apart from Pete Venkman. Yeah, but that's just who his character is, isn't it? Yeah, he's exactly. Not, he's not taking it seriously. His character doesn't take anything seriously. No, but everybody else is. Oh, yeah. And it seems like in the the um, the previous Ghostbusters film, which was 2016, was that? Yeah. It? Um, it seemed like everybody was trying to be the funny one. Yeah, and every, and they were all quirky characters, and there was no, it wasn't funny situations created by the story in a serious world. Which yeah, Ghostbusters originally is a bit. But as you say, the characters um, are, are deadly serious. Apart from Bankman, who doesn't take anything serious, everything is a joke to him. So, so yeah. So I don't really. There's a few critics that I find myself agreeing with, and it's not just that I want to see those I agree with, but it does influence if you, especially if you hear them before you watch a film. Yeah, but, um, it does. But yeah, there's a lot of films like I think I remember the critics panned Empire Strikes Back, didn't they? They absolutely hammered it. So that's fair. Like, yeah, they got that wrong. So, <laughs> so what else have you? Um, what else have you seen this week? Is that, well, that's is that, it. Is that this your... week, um, this week I've been up and down. You know, looking after baby boy and trying to get stuff sorted there. So, so yeah, I haven't really got much, but I've got a few on the list that I want to watch this week. And um, yeah. well, uh, this week I've, I've I've seen quite a few this week, but some of them I don't want to talk about yet. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, one of which is Ghostbusters. We'll talk about that later. Um, I rewatched Jungle Cruise this week. The new one? Yeah, yeah. It, it's on Disney Plus now, and I thought I'd give it another try. Oh, is it? I'll have to put that on a list. Um, and it's it's just as disappointing second time. <laughs> um, there's, there's, it's got a lot to like. The Rock, or what's it, Dwayne Johnson, he's having fun. He's although doing essentially the same thing he does all the time. Emily Blunt is 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 good in it. Um, you know, Paul Giamatti's having fun in it. Um, Jesse Plemons is great, as, as he always is. He should be in every film. But um, there's just something about it. And I, I was trying to work out what it was. The story's silly, but this, you can tell a silly story and do it well. Mm. But it just felt like there's just this life missing from it. There's a whole bit where um, Dwayne Johnson has a voiceover that explains a lot of stuff that's happened in his past. And it's like he's fallen asleep while he's reading it. It's just so like, it's, uh, literally it feels like he's done it over the phone, you know? <laughs> um, and the blocking of it, you know, where there's, there's, there's some nice action sequences, 
but you can't see what's happening because the camera's in the wrong place. And it just cuts around all of this stuff way too much. And there's there's a wonderful bit where there's um, Emily Blunt sliding down this thing. And it, it's, it's, it could have been a really great sequence, but the camera doesn't show you any of it. And uh, it just, you spend the whole film, feel like you're, you're missing out on a good film somewhere. Strange. Um, and it's, you know, it's a good director. I don't understand what on earth went wrong with it, but uh, be interested to know what you think when you see it, but I was really disappointed and more so second time. Well, the thing, the thing that was, um, that, no, the reason, probably the reason I haven't watched it, I didn't go to cinema to watch it, is that um, I didn't know what it's about. It just seemed like another... Um, Another very similar film to, well, not similar, but you know what I mean, similar nature, similar characters to Jumanji or what was the other one called? Race to Witch Mountain or... Yeah, I mean, the the plot is, you know, the the whole MacGuffin that they're going after is very, you know, uh, let's just think of something and put it in there. Yeah, National Treasure, all of them things. That's that's how it feels. Um. But there was a lot of potential. Emily Blunt's really good in it and could have been used really well, but you just never get... There's a, there's a sequence at the start where she's trying to steal something from a library. And there's some good ideas there. There's a whole bit with a ladder, which could have been great, but it's so poorly done, you miss it. Um, Big shame, big shame. But never mind. Um, It's worth it's worth a little bit of a look, but don't expect... Don't well, expect. Twice. <laughs> yeah, well, I, everything deserves a second chance. <laughs> um, it doesn't deserve a third one. Have you seen Home Sweet Home Alone? No. Are you going to? Yeah, it's on my list for this week, actually. I just and want to what I'm going to do like is not talk about it until you've seen it. Yeah, because I think, I reckon that'll be a ranty one. It, but it, it, don't tell me anything about your opinion, but we will we'll do a, a thing on that as well because I made such a fuss about it. And if you're going to rant about it, I may defend it a bit. Okay, but we'll see. Yeah, but this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. So it's like I'm already, I don't want to like it. It's not It's not fair in a film. It's like I want it to be rubbish and I want to be justified in my hatred of it beforehand. I did that with La La Land and it didn't work. I did it with The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I was, <laughs> that was easier. I came in not wanting to like it. You know, I'll give it a fair go. First couple of minutes, I was like, uh-oh. No, 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 this isn't going to work. But actually, it, it, it worked on me in the end. Well, we'll see. So I've got it on the list for this week, but it's like even the trailer the other day with his... I mean, I like the actor. I thought, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's with his little, are you hungry for more? Oh, oof, that's going to hurt. <laughs> it's like... Give, give, give it a fair try. Give it a fair try. Where's Kevin? And yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm curious to know what you're going to think. because It's I on think my list actually, for this week. Because we're still far enough away from Christmas that I can, you know, dilute it with good Christmas films. So. <laughs> um, well, then I went, uh, oh, it was Netflix, um, uh, had Red Notice come out. Um, yeah, that's on my list. It, it, again, looks all right. Very similar. Yeah, I, I had a good time. You know, again, I think people have been a bit mean about it. It, it does exactly what you expect it to do. And, uh, yeah, it's big, it's silly. Um Everybody's doing the thing you expect them to do, but I, I had a good time. Well, that's Dwayne Johnson again and Ryan Reynolds, isn't it? Yeah. They're going to do what they do and do it well. It's going to be a bit like Ocean's Eleven or whatever, you know. Yeah. And as a double act, you know, they, they work really well. 
um, both just doing their thing. So I had a, I had a really good. I actually would recommend Red Notice. You know, if you're not expecting, it's one of those good films you can put on on a Sunday afternoon while you're doing something else or falling asleep. And it was yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to it. It's on my list. Uh, we then went to see Spencer, the um, Princess Diana film. That's oh yeah. Moment. Um, Thought you meant the one with Mark Wahlberg. I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, with uh, it was a Kristen Stewart as Diana. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, actually, she's very good in it. She's not someone I usually, you know, I'm too keen on. Well, she's been tipped for an Oscar, good. hasn't she? So yeah, and it's not the film I thought it would be. It's not a biography. It's three days in her life over Christmas when she's got a visit um, at Sandringham and she's isolated. And actually, the royal family, you don't see them much. They're kind of background characters almost, Mm. Um, which is quite a clever way to do it because it's all about feeling isolated and um, being being in a room by herself and... And she thinks the servants are all talking about her. And it's, so it's more her interaction with the servants. And it's actually, it's not what I expected at all. And as a, as a study of someone who's just slowly not losing their mind, but really going through an emotional crisis, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was interesting. It's a little bit up itself at times, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole sequence near the end where I was just thinking, like, right, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when you consider I know I'm right near the end of the film but I might leave now um, so when the end came it, it was a welcome end but uh, oh, it was it was pretty clever good um, not yeah, and I really I did uh, Deck the Halls for our movie club but I'll not right. mention how I feel about that until we get to movie club yeah yeah I mean I haven't watched it again yet but I mean I didn't particularly like it the first time <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it's one of those films I get to the end and go, Americans really like this. Yeah, I really hope they're not like this. This, this is this is weird. Yeah. Um, and then uh, last night we did the Family Man on our movie club list as well. Nicholas Cage. Uh, Nicholas Cage, which again I will not go into in any great depth, but um, he doesn't do a normal performance ever, does he? I mean, he's playing a fairly normal character, and he's yeah, rarely, rarely. <laughs> He's a bit quirky. Isn't he? <laughs> it's just his line delivery. Sometimes he'll start off talking, and then he'll suddenly shout for no reason. And he's just <laughs> like, "Where's that come from?" <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I, I kind of enjoyed it actually. It wasn't great, but kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a glowing reference. Kind. It was of one of those it. ones you get at the end. You go, yeah, "I guess how you can put this on at Christmas time, but because it's set at Christmas, it's not really a Christmas film, though." No, I mean, I don't even know what, bit, what makes a Christmas film, but... Yeah, it's one of those films, it could have happened any time of year, but it happened at Christmas, and, you know, eh, well, you know, it was, it was okay, it was okay. It's it's a hard film to find, it obviously bombed when it came out. Yeah, I don't think I'd heard of it before, but I think I've seen it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, I think I was, I remember it from years and years ago, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was that right. Okay, so... Any more? No, that's all I've done this week. All right, so that's um, what we've watched. You get in touch and let us know what you've watched. Let us know if you've seen any of the things we've talked about and what you think about them, whether you would agree or disagree. Yeah, be good to know what you thought about. Um, if anyone's seen Red Notice, I'd like to know what you thought. <laughs> and has anybody really liked Jungle Cruise? 
I would love to hear if anybody really liked Jungle Cruise. If there's, yeah, I was surprised by how many people it turned out like the Great Sean. So, if you particularly fond of Jungle Cruise, I'd love to hear why. Um, yeah, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, tweet us, Facebook, or any other way you can think of getting in touch. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Right, we're going to move into some spoiler territory now. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about Bond. Um, but we are going to go into the end. Uh, so if you have not seen James Bond, No Time to Die. That's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you've not seen No Time to Die, please, please, please stop watching. Unless you don't care and you have no intention of watching it. In that case, feel free. Yeah. So we've, you've been warned. We're going to spoil it. We're going to not just little spoilers. We're going to really unpack it. Um, so don't come moaning to us that we spoiled it for you after we've <laughs> given you 14 spoiler notices. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to hear anything about it, stop watching now and resume after you've seen it. <laughs> right. I think that's enough of a warning there, isn't it? I think so. But if not, stop watching if you haven't seen it and you want to see it. <laughs> we're gonna... Okay. No time to die. We can't really get into it without talking about the end. I think you're, you, you liked most of it, I'd say. Is that right? Yeah. Um, loved... Loved the bit before the opening credits. Yeah. The opening sequence Great. before the opening is some of the best Bond ever. Yeah. Um, beautiful, you know, the set in Italy, the motorbike, the explore, everything. Oh, it's just so The motorbike something. going up that slope and jumping yeah. over the bridge. Uh, yeah, excellent. excellent. So, so good. The car with the guns and the light, all of that. It was just so good. But the whole setup was dramatic. The betrayal, although we've seen aspects of it before, I think it was shot brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I think it was just really, really good. And that's was, what I wanted. It was like, it was propulsive. You felt the yeah. whole time like you were out of control. You know, like, you know, when you're in a car that's out of control, it kind of yeah. felt a bit like that. It, so if I could, if I could give 15 minutes or whatever it was, 10, 15 minutes of Bond, that's what it'd be to showcase what James Bond's about. Yeah. Um, so that bit was outstanding. The main body of the film I thought was good. There was, it ebbed and flowed well. There was bits that I really liked. Some bits that I was like, oh, okay, it drags a bit. But generally, the dialogue was good. The acting was good. The drama, particularly the Daniel Craig Bonds have introduced drama that wasn't there before. It was all pretty much very standard before. There wasn't a lot of continuity or anything. So I liked it. And the ending, the last minute of the film, I despised. The last minute? Yeah. So uh, is that just the bit where they're all talking and celebrating his life? And, or do you oh, mean no. the actual death? The bit where he's climb, climbing up the, the ladder. Right. That whole bit where since he's realised what's going to happen. Oh, and that up to that, up till he gets to the top of the ladder and he speaks to her on the phone. The, any bit after when he pick, she picks the phone up, everything after that I didn't like. Really? Really, can I ask why? Yeah, be, because ultimately I don't get what they're doing. So <laughs> if you're still watching, I, I can't. I'm not going to apologise for this, but you can't kill Bond and then make another James Bond film. But you can. I, but you can. You can. Yeah, but right. So wait there. We'll get into this because they're either going to say it's a multiverse, which I'm not having, right? It's a code name, which it's not, because his parents' graves had Bond on. So it's not like a code name and then, oh, it's 
There's just no link between them all. But they've spoiled that with Casino Royale. But it, there is no link between... The, the, the way I see it, from Casino Royale to No Time to Die, that's the first time there's ever been links between the films, really. Yeah. A, apart from the odd bit here and there. But in, in Casino Royale, he is a new 007. He's just yeah. been given the number. He yeah. is not the same guy that Pierce Brosnan played. That's, no, but which That's just one a whole it? other thing. Yeah, but there is another Bond one. There's another Bond one. Which one was it? Was it Pierce Brosnan or was it Sean Connery on a Magister's Secret? No, one of them where he's a new double O. Because yeah. to say you'll be back on desk duties. So there has to be some kind of linear time frame. See, I don't, I, I don't know. I think they're, they're all just their own individual thing. The Sean they Connery used to be just that. They used to be because James Bond's wife was killed. And in the very next film, he goes after. What's he called? Yeah, okay. So there's a, there was a little bit... Yeah, he goes after him, but he doesn't more. mention his wife. So there's no... There were standalone films that one bore no effect on the other. Mm-hmm. But then, since Daniel Craig started, they introduced that. Particularly they, with Skyfall, they brought that. And then they can't just go, oh, I'll tell you what, we don't want it now. Because Daniel Craig wants it in his contract that he, he gets killed, so he can't be tempted to come back. No, I'm not having that. But that's that that makes the Craig Bonds a complete story of their own thing. They just exist as their own thing. Anything you do after that doesn't have to have any resemblance to it. You could you could you could reboot Bond and say, I tell you what, let's set it in the 60s. You could do that. Yeah, but I'm but, not suggesting to do that, but no, but we well, I'm led to believe that all of these James Bond films don't know what order they're in, apart from a few. But they're the same fella doing the same mission. They're doing diff- different missions, different chapters. Yeah. So what are they going to do now with the new Bond? He can't be a new double O because we've done that. Mm-hmm. He can't be dead because we've done that. He can't really be old because we had older Bonds. So what is it? You just start again from scratch. What? As a new double O? And you, well, he doesn't have to be a new. You could have James Bond who's been a double off for a, a few years now if you wanted to. You just jump in and he's, you know, he's James Bond. He's you pick up as if nothing happened. But then M. Now they'd have to recast M. Yes. Exactly. I would think you'd have to recast everybody. So you'd have to go back to a female M. No, you could go back to any M you want. Oh, oh unless it was a prequel. But you know what I mean? You'd have to recast it, MQ. Yeah, all you'd have to, all of them from scratch. You, that entire cast, that story from Casino Royale to No Time to Die is a complete piece. Done. You know what would have been easier if they didn't, if they didn't kill him, and he lived. Because then I think the torment of not being able to touch them, not being able to see them, that adds another dimension to but it. That's that's not why he died. Yeah, it is. He died because if he lived, his daughter would have died. Yeah, so there was that sacrifice thing, but they could yeah. have brought it. So he's even, even got if away. he never saw her, even if he never saw her, because that thing transfers from person to person to person. So eventually, he'd have touched somebody who eventually saw her, and she'd have died. Yeah, the, the only way to save her life was to die. That was it. That's all he could do. Mm, possibly, but that's why I thought it was quite a heroic death. He he didn't go out like you know any kind of punk. He went out going right. Okay, if I live, my family's going to die. Therefore. I should die. Yeah, so I had 
without going too deeply religious, I had <laughs> um, echoes of John 15, 12 in there, but it could have made a way where he, he had a jetpack or something and got off. So, but almost as though that'd be my preferred outcome is that he didn't die. But I'd be outraged if that happened because it would be ridiculous. We saw him get struck by a missile. Yeah, oh no, he's definitely dead. He's got to be dead. Well, that bond is. <laughs> but that's okay. You just you just start Bond again. You could you could start with young Bond if you wanted to. But he was young Bond. Well, okay. Mean, he before... was young Bond, but he wasn't that young. He was in his thirties, wasn't oh, he? Oh, you mean before he worked for MI? You could try Bond a training school or what? Not train or whatever you go to for because he was Do a commander GCSEs, first. All level yeah. Bond. Bond getting conscripted from the army or something. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that might be all right, but I just I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I I, I I I liked the end. I thought it actually was a heroic way for him to go out. I thought it was a a noble death. I would have I would have liked it if they they didn't if we didn't know every died or not. Hmm. If, and then or his daughter and his and what's her name? You know the love interest. If uh, they, Madeline Madeline. Yeah. So if they'd have thought he died but he hadn't because he couldn't go anywhere near them um and well, he was still running the risk there that he'd yeah. meet somebody that would meet them and she'd die yeah but and that whole notion of that dna thing is a bit i mean um, yeah when we get into that that whole thing is pretty stupid yeah <laughs> it is so dna targeting that's a bit like uh, and then yeah, so it was the end I had the main issue with, and the bad guys, I thought they were played well, but they were just so cliche. <laughs> I thought Rami Malik's um, bad guy was awful. I just thought it was so, so bland. I just thought it was cliche. It's like, yeah. been expecting you, Mr Bond, they would have a foreign accent and yeah, a I scar just thought... on their face, or some distinguishing feature. Yeah. It, it, it was just, it was nothing to him, nothing to him. Um, you know, there was there was all this hype beforehand. I mean, this is the most chilling Bond villain you'll ever you'll ever meet. And say, like, really? He was just he was bland. But I love, yeah, I liked I liked aspects of it. I didn't the whole. <laughs> I mean, being betrayed by an American that was a thing we've seen it before, but. <laughs> I think my favourite part of the whole film was the the pre the opening sequence. Yeah, I liked the um, sequence. In, it was a Cuba where they had that whole sequence where they're going to the party and he meets yeah. the American agent there, yeah. and um, she says it's a, she's just you know it's her first time, and yeah. then it turns out to be really good. Although I yeah. was sitting there going, are they planning like a separate film series for her or something? Because <laughs> she's like, hi, I'm good, bye. Yeah, that was good. Um, Still, so the Daniel Craig films are my favourite Bond films. Hmm. Casino Royale and Skyfall, I think, my two favourites um, out of all of the Bond films. Um, so it'll be, I'm disappointed that he finished. Um, I don't know who's going to be next. Um, well, here's a question for you. Just as we, because it is a good thing to, to speculate on what's next. Do we really need any more Bond films? Well, no, we don't, but the could credits they just, said... They could just stop. Yeah, but the credits said James Bond will return. Yeah, I know, I know, which is... But at the same time, 
we've got plenty of Bond films and we've got some really good ones. Do we really, do we need any more? No, I mean, it's difficult because they were James Bond films, but they could carry on with the double O things because there's that, what was it, Normie? So yeah. they could carry on with double O, whatever she changed to because she gave up a double O seven. So. But it did specifically say James Bond will be back, yeah. didn't it? So it has oh, yeah, to be James it's, Bond. James Bond will return. Yeah. Will Which it? means they can't do a recast, they can't do a gender flip recast, really, because uh, James is, I don't know any female Jameses. Yeah, that's that's um, um, the kind of worms I don't want to open right no, now. But you, but we, but you can't do that. They said James Bond will be back, not Bond will be back. They can't even change. You know, there's no leeway there. It didn't say Double Seven will be back. Yeah, they said James Bond will be back. Um, so it's going to be a recasting job, but a recasting job does mean from scratch. I think. Yeah. So I, I would rather they didn't make any more and they just focused on that Normie's character uh, or. Another double or six, double or nine. Yeah, well, you could do that, character. couldn't you? You could, you could. I mean, you could spin off different series. I, I believe Amazon owns Bond now. You could do different Bond series or different double or series on Prime. Yeah, but you could do something like Deacon, Liam Deacon. Yeah, I mean, if you're called Liam Deacon and you're listening, then that was for you. But, <laughs> but you could, you know what I mean? So, but we'll see. So, yeah, I just. I don't know. Bond always gets away, or he always did, and I don't like this. Oh, we'll make it so. Uh, I, I, I thought it, 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 if you treat these as the only Bonds that have ever been a complete series from start to finish, it was a good way to end. It was a good way to end, and there's something bittersweet about the fact that you know the only people who really are going to remember him is those people sat in the room at the end, who raised a glass to him. Nobody else knows what he did. And there's, there's something about, you know, he, he won't be remembered, really. No, but I thought it was probably Daniel Craig's best performance. Mm. Yeah, he was very good. He was, he was, he was properly inward. And it did play, it did watch a bit, a lot of it did watch a bit like, I don't know if you ever played on the N64, played GoldenEye. Long, long, long time ago. <laughs> so, like the underground bunker and all of these people and all the, Bad guys shooting and the guards. It did watch a bit like um, playing Goldeneye. There was one bit where he's going up the staircase that was all one shot by the looks of it. Yeah. And it's for a long time. And it was it was very impressive. Although I did think the bunker itself, and so, apart from that one long shot, I thought the action there was the worst action in the film. Yeah. And then you put mines on stuff. So it did watch it. So overall, I liked it. I will, I will be purchasing it. But... Um, I didn't like the end. Depending on what comes next, may change that. Yeah, I, I I think a reboot from scratch, and and you just treat that as its own separate thing. Yeah, or maybe even remake some of the old ones because I think Casino Royale was a far better re- uh, film than the original. Yeah, you could re you could repurpose all the old books. Yeah, and you'd have to change them a fair bit for them, or oh, you set them in the fifties and the sixties. That'd be kind yeah, of or you just. Uh, Change the story a bit, or yeah. GoldenEye Two. <laughs> the man with the, the man with the, uh, the, the man with the golden gun. COVID. Yeah, the Bitcoin <laughs> gun. <laughs> well, we'd love to know what you thought of uh, No Time to Die. Um, what you thought of the end? Did you think it was the right way for him to go out? Did you, were you were you as um, up in arms about it as Ian was? Or did you think that was a good way for Bond to go out? 
We'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, we would. So you can get in touch via Twitter. You can get in touch on our Facebook page. Um, and uh, if you have really strong opinions about things like that, we'd love to hear from you and have you on as well. Yeah, be delighted to hear what you think about it. So, But if you do respond to this episode on Twitter. Spoiler warning. Yeah, put a spoiler warning or don't do spoilers. Send us a private message or something. Let us know what you're thinking and we can discuss that maybe in the next episode. Um, but just try and be sensitive to people that haven't seen it yet, yeah, is what we're yeah. saying. So this is not free-for-all just to, oh, I think he did shouldn't have died or he's not dead or, or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, but let us know what you think. Um, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we'll be back very soon again um and we are going to be digging into we're going to have a special guest a friend of both of ours uh, called ian and uh, we'll catch up with the films of his life but at the same time as well we're going to talk ghostbusters ghostbusters afterlife can't wait I'll see you then <laughs> see ya